0: We are Shutting Shit Down, the podcast, tackling everything uninhibited, with your hosts, Pastor Kwame and Pastor Miranda. Welcome to Shutting Shit Down, Tackling Everything Uninhibited with your hosts, Pastor Kwame and Pastor Miranda. Welcome back for another episode, and we are in the throes of summer, so hopefully you are staying cool wherever you are as you are hearing this latest episode of our podcast. I'm going to put this disclaimer and then we're going to dive right into it because this is the reason why we're doing this. (laughs) The disclaimer is thus Yes, we are two smart, wonderful, intelligent, pastorally theologically trained women who do a lot of really hard work and yes sometimes we cuss so if you hear us cussing and you don't like it it's okay there are plenty of other podcasts that don't do cussing and will probably more your speed um but we welcome critical feedback um and we welcome really good dialogue um uh, but what we don't want is respectability of politics and that's what mm-hmm. we're starting our podcast this so i'm gonna turn it over to my host Cole miranda take it away Thank you, Kwame.
1: Yeah, this episode, as you said, called Respectability Politics is one that it's not a new conversation. Uh, Nothing we're talking about is ever new, right? Right. But the thing that I think brought this to our attention was I think it's pretty exciting when you've been doing something for a little while Mm
0: -hmm. and you
1: get your first negative comment. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's when you have kind of made it a little bit that someone cares enough even though it's negative <laughs> maybe this is just me but we we got a comment uh like a month ago from somebody on our local uh church page where we've got like a, a, a so. area church facebook group and obviously facebook is always a wonderful space and there's never yeah. anything negative on facebook. Of course not. uh but, but basically, the the, the person posted uh, and was just completely offended by the idea that we would swear. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only that, they found it a shame and that it was offensive, mm-hmm. that with our intelligence that we would choose to use swear words uh, on our podcast. Yes. Now, the funny thing is both Kwame and I responded to this person and they did not respond back to us. Nope. So what that tells us is they weren't looking for a conversation. They wanted to shame us Mm -hmm. and make us feel like we did something wrong. Right. Which we did not. Nope. What makes this an arm of respectability politics and brings it uh to us as an important conversation piece is because too often folks who use this kind of language, especially people of culture and language, are deemed as unintelligent, mm-hmm. uncapable, mm-hmm. unprofessional, mm-hmm. and therefore are continually harassed with microaggressions, yeah. um, you know, in equal opportunities in the workplace. The mm-hmm. list goes on. Mm-hmm. So I thought this would be a great time to reflect on the ways that I've had to deconstruct uh some of that in my own life. There's a there's a conversation happening on TikTok right now and I wish I could pull something up but about how white women specifically are raised to be polite and uh especially towards white men. Mm-hmm. Because if we're polite and if we comply and if we, you know, go with the flow, then we'll get more, mm-hmm. we will be able to find a spouse, a husband. Typically, in this patriarchal worldview, right. uh, we will be able to uh, move up in the workplace, and and all of these things will be granted to us. All of the things that any fucking basic human being <laughs> should be deserving of. Right. So it's it's important as a white woman to be able to deconstruct these things within myself so that i'm not perpetuating the same kind of attitude to other people and that's not to say that all black folks cuss right. but there is aave african-american vernacular english mm-hmm. that uh on another episode we could talk about how <laughs> how white queers uh use and abuse aave right but but if we are to understand one another then we have to be aware of how people communicate and there is nothing unintelligent or disrespectful about mm-hmm. two women who are, like Kwame said, doing the hard work of deconstructing white supremacy, working towards equity. Mm-hmm. If we say fuck a couple times on an adult podcast where you get to choose, you right. get to choose if you listen right. or don't. We're, we're not catfishing you. right? No, Our title no. is shutting shit Sit down. down. If you don't know that, that that means we might use some swear words, then you need to be able to read context clues a little bit better. Right. right.
0: And I mean, you know, so let's also talk about one of the things I'm always very fascinated by when people leave comments and then don't engage in mm-hmm. in dialogue
1: mm-hmm.
0: is. So who is this comment for? And mm-hmm. does for us to be our authentic selves, does that make people uncomfortable? Mm -hmm. because perhaps maybe the deeper question is when people are being, when people are being authentically themselves and having the freedom to do so. So I was at a conference and they talked about this one of, I think either Dr. Pamela Lightsey or Dr. Stephanie Crumpton um, brought this and talked about this about do black women have the the freedom to be our authentic selves. Mm -hmm. And so when people are being their authentic selves, Does that make everybody else uncomfortable because they can't be or they feel or they've been taught or there's been propaganda told to them Mm -hmm. they cannot be authentic selves. Mm -hmm. Now, for many black women, the way we were raised, we were raised to be the model minority. Mm -hmm. As Miranda was talking about Mm -hmm. how white women are raised, black women especially were raised that we had to assimilate to white culture Mm -hmm. in order to get ahead in this country. That means we had to do everything harder, faster, Mm -hmm. stronger so that we could have a place that means dressing a certain way. That means speaking a certain way. And we're talking about code switching. You don't know what code switching is, look it up. But I will tell you that the way in which I maybe perhaps I interact with, and it's only because of our friendship, I can be my authentic self with Miranda. There are some white women I can never be my authentic self and I have to switch. As soon as I switch the way I talk, everything, because I know there's some stereotypes and there's some assumptions that they have about who I am but even in my own culture there is still some internal code switching Mm -hmm. because in some way shape or form and I actually just did a Facebook post about this when I said that I stayed in my box because everyone around me who I loved and cared for were happy that I stayed in that box. Mm. But I was not entirely happy with who I was as a person. It's only after I became an adult, got married, had children, and be able to explore my authentic self, did I realize I was unhappy and I needed to be happy. If Creator brings us into this world not to be robots, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: not to conform, but to live the life and live out whatever... Mission, purpose, except I don't want to say mission, because sometimes mission, there's mm. echoes of colonization and other things, patriarchy yeah. that, that, ha- that has that very Christian nationalism. Yeah. But our purpose in life, and we're supposed to experience it, and however that happens, the many paths and the many journeys that we have before us, then shouldn't that be, why are we then conforming to one societal norm that's accepted? And so for for black women, it was hiding our sexuality, Mm -hmm. hiding the curves of our body, um, speaking a certain way. You know, there's like this. My children tease me because they say when I'm talking on the phone, I sound very proper, and very white. Mm. Okay, Um, And that's sort of the code switch. Right. Because I have a professional stone, but I and for a lot of people. They were like, oh, when I hear a white person tell me you sound so proper, mm. that's so articulate. Actually, right, I'm so articulate. Ugh. That's offensive. That yeah. So I need I need y'all to hear that. That's offensive for yeah. any person of culture and language to hear someone say, You sound so articulate, you sound so smart. Um, for those of y'all who are on TikTok, there's actually a woman, and I don't have her content yeah, creator name who does a switch. And if white people or the European American was a minority. And the switches that mm-hmm. happen, and how that they can experience what we are now experiencing now, mm-hmm. and so not being able to pronounce our name, um, saying about our hair texture. Um, there's a whole scene in the color purple, and if you have not watched the color purple, you need to. Where a white woman comes up and first of all follows these children, how cute, how clean they are, and then asks Miss Sophia, who's played by Oprah Winfrey, "Did she want her to? Come? She, Don't you want to come and work for me?" And Sophia tells her, hell no. And she said, what? And she said, I said, hell no. So then the white man comes over to rescue the white woman. And again, this points from what Miranda just talked about. White women are raised a certain way and conform to white men being the head. That means they'll always be protected and they'll get everything that they ever wanted because that's how they were raised. So when this white man comes up and gets into Sophia's face, she responds and she hits him. Well, at the time, the color purple is right after the Civil War, so this is during sort of Reconstruction when when Black people were trying to sort of have their own stuff, and she's subsequently attacked. She can't even; they don't they don't respect her authority, and they call her the N word. And so that's the kind of stuff that we were raised that if you talk nice and talk properly, the white people will respect you, and as we found out. With Sandra Bland. Mm. Even her being her authentic self got her murdered.
1: Right.
0: We can't go anywhere, do anything without someone questioning us, even if we have degrees and everything. We've seen people who have had degrees being pulled up. We've seen people who serve in civil service, who have yeah. badges and everything and credentials, still being pulled over, still being harassed, still being murdered by the militarized police brutality that happens. Yeah. And yet we want to talk about respectability politics. Mm-hmm. We also want to talk about in the Christian church. Yeah. Now we have a lot of, unfortunately, some of our denominations in black culture Tell them if they just pull up their pants, mm. if they just do X, Y, and Z, and they just come to church, everything will be okay. Well, no, that's ignoring the real problem the intersectionality of racism, sexism, classism that happens in this country, and the various avenues that touches. And we can't have respectability politics in our church. Right. Because what you're saying is if a person comes into your congregation and they want to weep, Can you see that happening in the Lutheran church, Miranda? Mm -hmm. Someone coming in openly weeping and wanting to share their pain. (laughs) Or what about someone who maybe is without community or without home coming into the church and sitting in the back of the church and just needing to be in a space and people turn around looking, oh, my God. Or someone who expresses and maybe they cuss a little bit in the church. Oh, my God. I've had a couple of comments from older folks who,
1: yeah, oh, well, what the kids wear to church these days. <laughs> and like, you know, I'm just glad anyone's here. My only goal in life is to be comfortable. Right. I'm not wearing things that aren't comfortable for me. Right. And the other point, too, to make, because my own my, my own husband's grandmother, when I entered seminary, said, how are you going to be a pastor? You, you cuss too much. <laughs> said I'm not going to be cussing from the pulpit like and I think that it's okay to understand context without buying into respectability pro, um politics mm-hmm. because there are children in the pews mm-hmm. and yeah I cuss in front of my own kids but I'm not going to do it in front of somebody else's right. this is a community yes church is community right and so I respect and honor that not everyone appreciates that language and if there's kids there Mm -hmm. so there's no maybe there'll be a day maybe there will i can't promise that i'll never cuss from the pulpit but as far as i can tell right now
0: there are other ways to express anger but right now i mean you know i (laughs) and so as you all may know community good neighbors runs a mobile food pantry and so um a couple of weeks ago, one of my volunteers um, encountered someone who was coming to the pantry and he kind of said something inappropriate, at least in her, in her own self of being authentic, she was able to brush that off Mm. because the whole point is not correcting people about X, Y, and Z. Yeah. The whole thing is like, let me bring you back into community, like Mm -hmm. acknowledging that they said something and also saying, Hey, you know, X, Y, and Z and getting them back on the track about why we're here. And, Engaging them in some other conversation instead of shaming them. I think that's the one thing. I right. think this person who left this message, as Miranda said earlier, was trying to shame us. Right. right. Instead of contacting us and saying, well, you know what? That really bothered me that I heard that cursing. Yeah. Uh, can I have a conversation with you all? I right. mean, we're open to dialogue. Right. And this is, this is not the time to tell women Especially black women, especially black women, especially queer women. That you can only be a certain way. That's the only way to get stuff done, because as we've seen very clearly. Doing the respectability politics is nothing done. It only. Reminds us that we have to stay in a certain place and it just affirms the hierarchical stuff that's going on. Okay, I can with a word, I can make them sit down and they can apologize. I, didn't, I guess this person thought we were going to delete the podcast, the podcast episode and be like, you know, we're so sorry. <laughs> For what? Sorry, y'all. We're not doing that. If you're uncomfortable, like I said, it, well, there's other podcasts. Right. But people also with respectability politics, it doesn't come down to language. We're also talking about like if Miranda was to say Black Lives Matter from a Pulpit, she might get a whole bunch of complaints. Or if she says, you know, as we QIA plus folks are human, too, she might get a whole bunch of complaints. I don't, think fully.
1: I do say those things, and I don't. Well, that's good. That's (laughs) good. Which,
0: I mean, which is interesting, because it also shows that Miranda can say certain things from the the pulpit, and I can't. Yeah, yeah. Because I've said Black Lives Matter from from a particular congregation, um, and I got blasted. Mm -hmm. I said that the LGBTQIA community during Pride Month mattered, and a person quit my congregation, and the band Because I was telling people that they have human rights and I was leading everybody to hell apparently. So, I mean, it's a lot for people to digest.
1: Yeah,
0: But respectability politics has no bearing if we're trying to build a beloved community. It doesn't, it can't. All it does is shame people, hurt people. And you Mm -hmm. don't realize that words hurt words are powerful and they hurt so if you start emitting respectability politics on somebody yeah. you don't know what mental state they're in let's be very clear if you shame someone to the point that something happens to them they hurt themselves or worse you can't go oh my god i didn't know no check yourself if something if something makes you uncomfortable that could also be the holy spirit telling you yeah Well, let's investigate this. Let's let's have a conversation. Let's dig into what's making. And that's my question to y'all. What makes you uncomfortable? What is burning at your spirit when you see people being their authentic selves? Why does that rile you up when you hear pastors cuss from the pulpit? I'll give you one example for Pastor Cuss from the pulpit. And that was Dr. Jeremiah Wright Mm -hmm. from Trinity UCC in Chicago when he said, God damn America. Everybody was up in arms. The Obamas quit his church. Hmm. but he had a message and if you did not listen to the entire sermon and see where he was going he wasn't just doing it to be i mean i agree with that amen but but now years later yeah is what he do still he, the pastor there so he is retired and unfortunately he's had two strokes oh. he's he's the founder of Trinity well, yeah he's the founder of Trinity UCC and he's much beloved yeah um but that sermon holds a lot of weight. And yeah. for a lot of for a lot of us of of African descent, that and that was so powerful. And now we're seeing that people are like, wow, Jeremiah Wright, Jeremiah Wright was right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We demonized him, we played respectability politics. We were shocked that he would cuss from the pulpit and he would say that about America, the land, there's nobody free, there's no home in the bro- <laughs> That's another podcast That's episode. a whole another podcast episode. But I want to end it this way. We're going to agree to disagree.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We're not always going to get along. But I would hope people will respect our humanity and who we are because we're people first. Before all these titles and degrees that Mariana and I both, both I have, respect us as human beings.
1: Yeah.
0: Respect that. I, I think... And maybe you agree with this, Miranda, that people think pastors are somewhere up here, yeah, up high. Yeah, yeah. And that we're supposed to act a certain way. I'm sorry, y'all. When I was in seminary, oh, I don't know about you, but in seminary, I had stories. <laughs> people, people were drinking. Mm-hmm. I mean, I to the level, I know we we're all stressed out about and I know you probably stressed just like I was about courses and papers and stuff, but yo, people drank. Yeah. Sorry, y'all. Like Lutherans made this joke that they like to drink. That happens in seminary too. Sorry. Um, are people shocked that pastors who are single with with are, are going to have sex or be attracted or flirt or do whatever? Sorry, y'all. Y'all can't play respectability politics. You want your pastors to be happy? Then let them be happy. Let them be able to make choices about who they want to be with. And make the environment so that not only your pastor, but other folks coming into your congregation or your community feel safe. Don't play respectability politics with people when they come into the community, because then you'll start complaining about when nobody comes to church, I wonder why.
1: Right, because you yelled at them when they wore pajama pants.
0: Yes, or they cussed a little. Yeah. Or they came and were flaming hair, or they came and they, not demanded, but they hopefully, hopefully, knew that you would use their pronouns, right? Right. Or you cringe when they use God as she or they Mm -hmm. let's not play with social politics y'all, because it's the world is on fire. (laughs) Really, It's on fire and we just can't. Any last words for our lovely listeners? No, I
1: just, I hope that this, Is an opportunity for all of us to reflect on the ways that we uphold this, the patriarchal capitalistic norms Mm -hmm. that we are not thriving under. Mm -hmm. And once we can break those kinds of weights and live authentically, that's truly when real community can be built, right? That's when we can fully live into who God wants us to be. And so it's okay if you don't like cussing. I love it. It <laughs> makes my mouth feel good. But if you don't, that's okay too. That's who you are authentically. But we are not
0: about shaming one no, another. No, no. And I would say this. When also when you also use respectability politics and you also try to bring in other folks to try to shame the mm-hmm. people, do realize you're doing way more damage. Mm-hmm. Because, quite frankly, Lauren and I are grown ass women. We don't need anybody's advice. <laughs> Unless we ask for it. Unless we ask. I for ask it. people for advice all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're grown ass women. We don't need anybody's advice. We know what we're doing. And I think God has no problem with us. I hope not. I don't think he does. I don't, <laughs> think, God, I don't think God does. I don't think God does. And I think we probably humor God.
1: I hope.
0: God humors me all the time. I mean, take I'll a look, look around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it Ooh. for this episode of shutting shit down, tackling everything uninhibited with your host, Pastor Miranda, and Pastor Palme. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Just a programming note, starting this fall, we're going to be tackling the 1619 project. So we'll be looking for that probably sometime in September. Mm-hmm. Um. We may have another episode coming in in August. I'm not sure. We'll just have to see how things flow because um, there's always something to talk about <laughs> thanks to the society. Um, like I said, we got a whole bunch of other podcast ideas. But if you don't hear from us in August, you know that we'll probably take a little break, get ourselves reared up for the fall, and then we'll start the ground running with the 1619 project. We welcome all comments, we welcome all respectable dialogue. Mm-hmm. We do not want your advice. (laughs) If you don't like us, it's okay. God loves you. And with that, God's peace. Peace. See ya. This podcast is not your diversity experience. Rather, it's a call for you to go and get uncomfortable. A call to action. Thanks for joining us for Shut Shit Down. We'll see you. Peace.